0: Here comes for a
2: Joining us this week, we have fan and friend of the show, Tim Marshall, to discuss Saturday's trip to Burnley, and we'll preview next week's visit of Liverpool. He's also going to tackle our quiz and try and beat Matt's score from last week of four. Pretty good effort. Uh, we have the usual news, fantasy football, Super 6, and no doubt a Russian phrase thrown in there. Um, before we bring in Tim, I'm going to bring in the Moscow mush, Kevin Milverton. All right, Kev, you little tosser.
1: there? Yeah, right, you big wanker.
2: Oh, thanks. So, how has your week been?
1: Been incredibly busy. Yeah, we've been on a open tour of the Emerald Isle. Um, yeah, had a very, very good, uh, interesting time. Really enjoyed ourselves. Uh, was with the misses and her friend and her friend's husband. And yeah, I think we went just about everywhere that you could imagine. You know, and
2: whereabouts are you now?
1: Uh, I am reporting live from Barack Obama Plaza. Uh, off the M7 in uh, Tipperary.
2: Nice, very good. Uh,
1: cool. Yes, it's Shane Long Country.
2: Whereabouts are you headed to?
1: Uh, I'm to the west of Kerry, the Gaeltacht, uh, where they where they still speak uh, Irish. I'm going on a, an Irish language course for for the rest of next week. It's a long old, long, long drive.
2: Where, um is, is the mister still with you?
1: But she went back to um, yeah, she wasn't interested in uh, improving her Irish.
2: Okay
0: yeah, she's, she's um, working next week.
2: Excellent. Okay, right, now I'm going to bring in our guest Tim Marshall. Tim, how are you?
0: Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Um, just got off a, a plane from Montreal, Canada. First time in North America.
2: Uh, been there for the last eight days. Had a fantastic time. Yeah, that's just, I mean, you say so you've just got off a plane. It was like an hour ago, wasn't it? Uh, <coughs> and, uh, yeah, exaggerating a little bit. Yeah, it's about two hours ago. Uh, landed this morning
0: uh, yeah, in Heathrow and then hopped on the tube back up to North London, where I live. Uh,
2: yeah. That's amazing. And the first thing that you do when you get home is, is come and talk to us. <laughs> Brilliant. <Absolutely>. Yeah. <laughs> you a bit jet-lagged?
0: Uh, not, not really. I was just ch- chatting with Ray, and I was saying, weirdly, everyone always says that um, this is the worst way, going west-east. But I actually found the other way much worse. Like I was saying earlier, I, I feel like it's actually about 6.30 or 7 o'clock in the evening when actually on Canadian time, it should be about nine a.m. So somehow I've gone forward five hours rather than than uh, sorry ten rather than five. Okay, yeah, that sounds quite confusing. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> not as bad not as bad as on the way out for some reason. Maybe you just get get uh, used to it. Yeah. Um, are you trying to work on Monday? Straight to work tomorrow morning. Yeah. That'd be fun. We're not going to do much for the today. Chat to you guys. Uh, maybe catch the Chelsea Man United game later. Unpack, etc. Yeah,
2: I'll be Peace <laughs> Excellent. Whereabouts in Canada did you go? Did you just go to Montreal?
0: So we just went to Montreal. We Neither of us drive, me and my uh, fiancé. So we were planning to make some some trips out to either Quebec City or Ottawa. But in the end, it's quite expensive there and we spent quite a lot of money on like a hotel for eight days. And then also, uh, the sort of centrepiece of our trip was going to see Iron Maiden play.
2: Ah, oh, um, yes. I actually saw that on your Twitter. I was Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm a
0: massive Iron Maiden fan, and uh, for some reason I only got around seeing them live for the first time last year in London, on the Legacy of the Beast tour, which is basically them playing sort of retrospective of their best hits over the last 40 years, and uh, it's the same show, essentially, but they're doing in the North American leg now, so I kind of said to um, to Anne, my fiance, I was like, right, we really want to go to North America because neither of us have been there, and she was like, yeah, I want to go to New York, I was like, yeah, we could do, but I want to go to Montreal because... I'm making playing there. <laughs> basically arranged our massive summer holiday around that. Um, which worked out fine because she did actually absolutely love the show because she hadn't seen them before at all and uh, was like really surprised. Cause there's so many elements to it, like the opening song and they have a life-size spitfire fly yeah, over the yeah. crown. So many pyrotechnics, giant inflatable devils, you know, full-on uh, spinal tap. Like deafeningly loud but still really good quality sound. Everyone there is in their maiden T shirts tanked up on Trooper Beer. Like it's a bit like going to a football match but everyone supports
2: the same team. Yeah. And you actually enjoy it. Yeah, and you enjoy
0: it, you know it's <laughs> gonna be a good result and uh you enjoy the minute of it. Yeah. And everyone knows all the words to all the songs as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. Getting married to him then. Uh not until October next year,
1: uh we start. Which Iron Maiden song is going to be your first dance? I reckon, yeah, bring your daughter
0: to the slaughter. Uh. The
1: the prospective father in law is going to love
0: (laughs) that. She's Norwegian, so they'll all be uh, coming over on uh, longboats with the Viking hats on.
2: (laughs) Brilliant. Right, okay, so I want to chat about your Saints fandom. Um, how, How long have you been a fan for? So I'm 32. I would say I've been a fan for 27 years, probably. Long suffering, yeah. then. Indeed, yeah. So that's
0: coming for a good three decades, isn't it? Mm.
2: And you live in London.
0: Do you live in London, but I was born in Winchester, which I'm sure you guys know.
2: Love Winchester.
0: Uh, yeah, nice part of the world, and not very far from Southampton at all. Went to school in Southampton, so uh, yeah, know the area very well. Parents still live down there. Go back and see them quite a bit, and obviously. Tight, kind of a line that we're going to see Saints as well. So how, so, yeah, how often
2: do you get to see Saints?
0: Uh, I'd say last season I went to uh, probably eight or nine home games, and then I That's went to well. the Arsenal and Fulham games in London as well. Of course, yeah. Yeah, and try. So I'll probably do about the same this season as well. Yeah, try and get to at least half of the the home games and uh, <laughs> London ones and any cup ones as well, because easy to get tickets for them usually as well. my my dad's a season ticket holder. Oh, so it's my aunt, quite quite often one of them can't go, so I'll, I'll take the other one, so I'll either go with my dad or my aunt, or if I really want to go, I'll buy myself a ticket as well, but then I have to sit on my own <laughs> somewhere, somewhere else in the ground.
2: Um, do you remember your first game? I do indeed.
0: first game was uh, 1994, 8th of October. So, uh oh, wow, yeah. very specific. Yeah, yeah almost 25 uh, years ago. It was uh, against Everton, and we won 2-0. I think I've got the programme somewhere at home. Because that's how I remember that the goal scorers were uh, Ronnie Eklund and Matt Le Fisier.
2: Of course. Who else?
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, wow. That's, that's good. Right, before before we go into the news, I just want to um, mention that last season we had John Smith on the show. And we discussed the charity Scotty's Little Soldiers. And it's dedicated to supporting the bereaved children of um, military personnel. So John got involved with Saints Foundation Big Bike Ride and became heavily involved in cycling. Uh, and during this, during his training, he came up with the idea of cycling from Land's End to John Groats, all in aid of Scotty's little soldiers. So that's like, like a ten-day cycle, and he's aiming to raise five thousand pounds. So please, could you, you know, visit just give his just giving page. It's Mark and John's Le Jog for Scotty's. I'll put the link up in our show notes. So yes, give, give it a visit, read all their story, and you know, see what you can do. Give what you can. It'll be nice. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's good. Man. This is ITN, In That Number News.
2: Okay, on to the news. Uh, The first thing I want to discuss was, um, did you see that Haston who underwent a minor procedure on a leg injury, which kept him out of the dugout for the Cologne game?
1: Yeah, you you told me about um, that one. I I hadn't heard about that before.
2: Yeah, I've not heard anything since. It was just something that I thought, you know, let's bring it up and see. Yeah, so he missed that. He was out of the dugout. Um, But it all went well. He's back, so yeah. First one.
1: Yeah. A bit awesome. So, yeah, uh, Danny Danny Roll, he's, uh, after leaving the club, he's um, taking a job at Bayern Munich now. So um, that would give us some suggestions to, to why he left.
2: Yeah. Um, and with that, his official title is Performance Analyst. Yeah. I mean, it's a kind of a step down, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I mean, assistant manager at Saints or on the coaching staff at Bayern Munich in his own country. I wouldn't really call it a step down.
1: I mean, in terms of the actual... The role, um, yeah. ...job, yeah, but um, I guess he's getting himself on the, on the ladder there at, at
2: Bayern Munich. Definitely, he's doing, it. he's doing it the right way, yeah. Um, two fixture changes for October. The Chelsea game has been moved from the 5th to Sunday the 6th, and the Leicester game has been moved, fra- moved to the Friday night of the 25th. But, yeah, just another one to up update your diary for. Have they,
1: been, have they been moved for television? Yes. Okay, so we might actually see some Saints games on, on Sky, these days.
2: We will do, on the Friday, especially, yeah, the Friday night against Leicester. Yeah, the Friday night against Leicester and then the Chelsea one. It's obviously been moved because everyone wants to see Chelsea, not because of us, but still, I'll take it. Yeah.
1: And the Leicester one?
2: I would um, <laughs> imagine the majority of neutrals we'll probably want to see Leicester. Got to be. Possibly. But, yeah, that's a strange
1: one. Yeah, Nathan redmond has uh, got a new four-year deal now, so he's, uh, he's back on the books. That, that question uh, has been answered.
2: Yeah, and um, I've had a lot of people say that was probably the best bit of business we've done all summer, actually. Yeah,
0: quite, quite possibly. Um, I don't know how, how much he's getting paid, though. Do you guys have any idea? You'd think he'd want to be made one of our highest earners. And um, I, I think I'm right. In fact, Porter's on ATK.
2: Yeah, I think it's around yeah. about that. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you yeah. would yeah. yeah. After his season last year, he, he probably his agents probably demanded that he gets a, you know, substantial increase.
1: Yeah, he's by far our best player.
2: Exactly, and how important it is to us. Um, a couple of moves. Obviously, it was transfer deadline day on Thursday, but. Um, I talk about Josh Sims, he's moved to New York Red Bull on loan, and Harrison Reid went to Fulham on loan, and we said goodbye to Charlie Austin, he went to West Brom on a permanent deal. Are you upset about that one, Tim?
0: Um, this is kind of like a game of, uh, sort of, snog, marry, avoid, isn't it, really? Because, like, I definitely avoid uh, <laughs> Charlie Austin, and... Um, you know, probably give Harrison Reed a quick slog win, and the, he's off, that's fine, and I absolutely <laughs> love Josh Sims, and I'd, I'd want to sort of marry him, because every time I've seen him live, um, particularly the Spurs game last season, when he comes off, he just makes such a difference, like, he seems to absolutely terrify defences, uh, he's really pacey, just he really gets the crowd going, cause he's, like a, he's a youth player as well, um, he had that fantastic debut against Everton, he had the an amazing, memorable uh, moment when he set up long for the uh, goal at Anfield and League yep. the, the Cup. So I just don't know what we're doing. Um, I think it's r- really, really bad. And as I said, the other two, I don't, I don't really care. I'm glad to see the back of uh, Charlie Austin and um, Harrison uh, pretty neutral about.
2: I, yeah, Josh Sims was that. I was really, I mean, I don't know if I spoke to you about it, Kev, but I was quite upset about that one. So I thought, I mean, he's young enough, he's, he's giving enough. He should be the sort of player that Ralph... Wants in this current Saints out. but for me that tells me there's something missing. There's something that Ralph doesn't like for him to well, for allow him to go online. Like you said, there's a couple of games that he come in last season. He changed it. He was brilliant, and a lot of people have said, "Yeah, you know, he come on for 20 minutes. I think it was that Spurs game, and he he could have been man of the match."
0: Yeah, he was. Yeah, I was there. The I think he was one man of the match that day.
2: Yeah, I think I gave him
1: okay. man of the match on the podcast. I as think you
2: well. did, Kev. Yeah, uh, so, I mean. That that's the. That's the shock for him. I mean, Harrison Reid, I think we all know that he's not good enough. He, I mean, he's that age now where if he's not playing in the Saints team now, he's never going to. And obviously we wanted to see, you know, Austin go because he'd slipped down with Adams coming in. Uh, yeah, but the, the Sims, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed with that one. Yeah, I
1: think the, the Fulham deal with Harrison Reid, I think um, it would be good if we could make that deal permanent. And Charlie um, totally Austin, sure. that's exactly the kind of move that we are expecting... Um, yeah, to the championship where I, I think you'd probably
2: get get on quite well there. You do well, for yeah, for West Brom. But why did he turn it down? Like like weeks ago, when that that move was on the cards, him going to West Brom. Then why? I think oh.
1: he wanted to go to London, didn't he? I mean, there was all that talk on social media about um, yeah, how much he misses London and so on. So maybe a, a move to I don't know.
2: Yeah, but it didn't work out for him, did it? So it was just no. I don't. So
1: yeah. Might be why. And, um, yeah, incomings on transfer deadline day. Um, I think I got to the stage where I wasn't expecting anything, and then out of the blue, uh, we signed defender Kevin Danso. Um, yeah, 20-year-old Austrian uh, coming in from Augsburg. Yeah, you're excited about about yeah. this? Is this the, what we've been waiting for?
0: Yeah, I think um, there's a bit of a classic sense, uh, sort of Twitter um, experience where, no one had ever heard of him, and then suddenly everyone got really excited and were really worried. <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, I survived the deadline, and then there was an account that was uh, did a pretty good Photoshop job actually with him in the shirt. I saw it's it. Out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there was one so wrong in the name. Um, but if, he, you know, if he's if he's uh, if he's strong, basically good in the air, all, all the things that um, went wrong yesterday, then he will be a really uh, good acquisition for the for, for the squad. Mm-hmm. I just don't think we know that much about him, but. Is obviously the uh, the Austrian link with with Ralph, and you have to sort of trust in his, his scouting, I suppose.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, I, I like you, Kev, I was on the actual day. I was sat there just. I mean, I had a couple of text messages coming through asking me if I'd heard anything and any players coming in, and I just said, look, don't expect anyone to come in. It's just going to be a lot of people going out. That's all we can, you know, say. I don't, I don't expect to sign another centre back. And then, like mm-hmm. you said, Tim, as soon as this, you know, Kevin though was was put around on Twitter, everybody, I mean, it just lit up, and then I was there, like, yeah, like, I was doing the thing, I was refreshing, I was checking, oh, have we not got him yet, what's going on, why have not we got him, I really want this player now more than anything, yeah, and then it came, When well, it didn't come through, did it, because we put the, uh, the deal sheet through, you know, before the 5pm deadline, giving us the extra two hours to get the deal over the line, but the delay in the announcement was due to the German FA, so, meaning that we couldn't officially announce it until the Friday... So, but yeah, no, he's going to be joining up with the team before the Liverpool game, but I don't know if he's going to go straight. So yeah, 20 years old and six foot three. I don't mm-hmm. know anything about him, but I, I mean, it's got to be better than what we've got. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, well, know, we've got to be patient with know, him. I I would have been, let's say,
1: satisfied um, if we hadn't assigned anyone else by, by deadline day, because um, I don't want to... To kind of you know rush rush in a player, and this is kind of not the player that everyone's been demanding. But we wanted an experienced centre back, you know, with um, Premier League experience and so on. And we've got another young defend- defender from Europe, and every season we seem to have bought one. We had Victor Garde last season, and um, yeah, looking back, we've got Wesley Hoos as well. We've been brought yeah. in with kind of young prospective players that we're going to grow. And they haven 't quite grown,
2: but don't forget like all those signings were not Huhur signings. this one is sure, and it does Sorry. fit in with what he 's trying to do. He doesn 't want to buy an experienced center back per se, does he He wants to get someone that he can mold, and I think he can i mean I'm, I'm, at the moment i 've got nothing to go on, so i'm just I'm just trusting his judgment and after the shit show that we saw yesterday at the Center of defense. Oh, I, I mean, it's got to be an improvement, surely. All right, are either of you um, disappointed we didn't sign Gary Cahill? Because that was rumoured for quite a while. I, he he um, was rumoured at you know, the start of last season, I think, wasn't he? And I yeah. thought, thought that would be excellent. And everyone yeah, was saying me to too. me, but that doesn't really work with what we're trying to do. This is not the club that we want to be. But But then, Kev, it comes back to your point, an experienced one. It's okay if you have them for a season or two, but there's not much you can do with it after that. You still need to bring up these players as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Yoshi's probably got, you know, a season or, or two of, of, of uh, defending him. Who's going to be that leader from the back?
2: Well, hopefully this guy is. <laughs> I think what? we seem to be saying that.
1: 22. <laughs>
2: 22.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, I'd say give Wesley Hoop the captain's armband. <laughs>
2: Are you taking the piss? <laughs> <Yes>. Oh okay. <laughs> I couldn't tell I thought you were being serious then. <laughs> 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 Hi, I'm Matt Fissier, and thank you for listening <laughs> to In That Number. Okay boys, so what happened yesterday? Burnley. Who wants to go first?
0: <laughs> We'd have to talk about it at all. Fucking hell. I mean I nearly <laughs> spent uh twenty Canadian dollars to, to, to get a TV link, but because my credit card wasn't registered in Canada, it wouldn't let me, so I had the pleasure of uh, the Surland Sport uh, commentary through my hotel Wi-Fi, which... Uh, it was
2: much yeah, better. Actually, yeah, it
0: was, but yeah, I managed to hold out, actually, and uh was much much smoother than uh, than our play, so... Can you imagine if you fun. had to
2: spend that money and then watch that? It's just... <laughs> mm. Yeah, wouldn't be happy. Can you find a pub, because
1: um, the Canadians get all of the Premier League games live, don't they?
0: Yeah, I, I, there were some sports bars that were open in the morning, but I think they were showing baseball or oh, not, not. Not a at that time. Yeah,
2: wise choice. I think.
0: <laughs> did, it, did it sound good? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think um, Adam Blackmore they managed to do a really good job of um, yeah, you know, sort of bringing the game to life, describing the atmosphere and and what's going on and and, and their own feelings. And they you know, they're, they're fully Blanche Saints fans, and I think. I got the impression that you know all, the people that travelled up there were really behind the team uh, for most of the game, but that must have been a really crushing defeat to go all the way up there. And apparently, the weather was awful, even though it was the first game of the season, and yeah. it wasn't really much you know. There wasn't really much to, to sort of get excited about. Just a really bad flat performance, and uh, yeah, the Twitter timeline after seemed to reflect that as well.
2: So, yes, it's a, a wet, windy summer's day. It's just what we expect <laughs> in England. Yeah. So, 3-0. Two from Barnes and one from Goodmanson. Up the 11. So, we've gone in goal. Three at the back sure. of Bednarik, Stevens and Vestergaard. And then Valerie, Romelu, Proustie and Bertrand in the middle. And then Ings, Redmond and Adams up front. The bench, McCarthy, Cedric, Yoshida, Giannepo, Buffal, Oberfemi. And Hoyberg. who was, well, he was ill, I heard. Yeah, that was a weird one because he was, so, yeah, he was ill but then he still he's still, he still coming. on mm. Yeah. Right.
0: And too two as well really, just too much.
2: And oh, now he almost uh, gifted Barnes with his hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Right, Kev, do you want to, um, do you want to start?
1: I mean, the, the first half wasn't, too bad, really, was it? It's the sort of thing that we'd expected That's the... exactly
2: what I was thinking when I, when I was watching the thing, and this is exactly what how me and Kev saw it go, and indeed, Matt last week said the same thing, it's just going to be a tightly contested draw.
1: Mm, it's just, yeah, kind of drab and unexcited.
2: Yeah, I hope that's not the story of the season.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's definitely a baptism of fire for us. I mean, getting an absolute drubbing off of uh, Burnley um, the first game of the season, I think. It um, yeah, just shows us how much work there's still left to be done.
2: Yeah. Um, but like you say, it started okay. I mean, it wasn't like we expected. We had a... I think it was a, a, a cross from Valerie that started and then Adam's almost, almost at the back post. So... Right, yeah. It did look like it was... It was Yeah, like I say, like a tightly, tightly contested one. game a few chances and then the Stevens slip.
1: Oh... God,
2: I mean,
1: <laughs> that's a big deal. It to be,
2: I it Has to must see something and then he's brought them back in and put them on the pitch. I mean, I'm not um, going to get too carried away with a slip because, mate, it fucking happens. I mean, it, it happened to Gerard, didn't it? Remember? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, it's famous yeah the slips that slips have happened, <laughs> but I just <laughs> it's <laughs> just have
0: the ball. Gerrard is there, deep in Dorrington. He that ball on the pitch. He points to this on that TV. The second says Fucking out. Thanks.
1: The Irish. That is the that's the Irish commentary of the um the youth um I Gaelic football game that's going on at the moment. <laughs> I just wanted to turn on turn on the air conditioning because it's baking you wanted, star, to
2: tu- you wanted to turn on the air conditioning, you turned on a Gaelic football game. What a prick. And just turned on automatically. Right. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that again. I've lost my trailer of thought now. Well, I can't what I was saying. We just <laughs> him in. Let's just start slagging off Jack Stevens again. <laughs> yeah, he was looking about the split. Wasn't there, there? was a VAR as well, wasn't there? For it a... was the VAR. Yeah. So the ball went over the top. Um, Stevens slipped That was what I'm questioning. Is why, you know, after all the shit that Stevens gets, the split but it had to be him that, that did it. And um, but luckily, yeah. Uh, I mean, Barnes put it in, but it was offside, and it, it was right. I mean, VAR comes in and. And confirms it
1: Yeah, I mean in, in that okay. game it was, it was kind of a, a smooth running for the AR wasn't it but mm. um, some of the some yeah. other matches uh, this weekend have um, seen a lot of the AR um, yeah, City. Yeah. City, City West Ham I mean this is the, exactly the thing that I was um, talking about why I was against it. it it is intrusive and if you're set watching that game it's um, yeah, it takes away a big time but yeah in, in our match it didn't seem too intrusive yeah
2: that's what well, I mean I think you are going to get those matches that do that but then some of them are going like ours are going to be fine I'm, I'm, I'm still all for it I still think it's the right thing
0: mm.
2: time will tell right and from there I mean that looked like a bit of a warning from Burnley and then they sort of like just took over we had that Goodman low shot which I think Angus Gunn had covered. Um, and then, uh, did you see the? the this is what I wanted to ask you guys about as well. The um the Adams tackle on Ben Me.
0: Yeah, that was that was reviewed, as well, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah,
2: so VAR looked at that. Surely that's a booking or a red. That's a dangerous tackle. That's high. It's late. What were they looking at? How did they not deem that to be you know punishable? Uh, I don't
0: know. I mean, he just looked floored him, but um yeah, apparently that's fine. Yeah, the commentator was saying they were looking carefully at the motion of his foot, and it apparently the way it goes down the opposition player's leg, uh, they'll, they can then judge if there's a of malicious intent. So it's basically, sort of following the angle of the ball, I suppose, as a, rather than just sort of taking someone out of the knee. Right. And
2: yeah, they went
0: quite a lot of detail actually about the angle of the studs on Ben Mee's like leg. It all sounded quite painful to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, no pun intended. But um, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he might have got away with one there because that would have been a pretty uh, inauspicious start to his Saints career to get a red card in the first 45 minutes.
2: Yeah, I thought he was lucky. I thought, when I was watching that, I thought, oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's just going to gone for that. But yeah. I mean, I was chatting with, we had Dan Barnes on last week, the Burnley fan, and after the game, I sent him a message and said like, you oh, know, you know, congrats and all that, and he thought that you know Saints started brightly, and he said that Redmond was causing some problems. So I don't think mm. I don't think Redmond was te- was terrible. Um, and if I'm thinking, yeah, if I'm thinking yeah. of any chances of no, I think the only thing that I can think of is that free kick uh, was probably the best chance we had to score.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, to send a shot into the stands as well.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, late, yeah. late
1: on, but. He's the only one who seemed to um, have any aggression or nerve about him in the second half.
2: So, so yeah, the second half.
0: Yeah, the goal, the first goal, this one was, uh, I was saying, they do a great job of painting uh, really vivid pictures on the radio, but I still couldn't quite picture exactly what happened
2: here. It sounded like Vestegaard basically just didn't, he just got ball watching and it went over his head well from from what I can see I mean I've seen the goal obviously but Deutsch at halftime must have said to him let's get the ball up over because they're fucking useless with long balls and high balls they can't deal with it <laughs> so I, I mean Eric Peters gets the ball and he just whips it on the outside of his boot and it's gone up high in the air and Vestergaard is just what the fuck is that guy doing I d- he's just nowhere near it it's like he's walked away and it's just fallen straight to Ashley Barnes and he's just tucked it away through guns' legs. I mean Kev, what I mean, did the wind catch it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but he just it just completely switches off. I mean, that combined with the Stevens slip and um uh, I do it's just a kind of just a catalogue of errors from defence, like, same old sense.
2: Yeah, they should be dealing with things like that. I mean, he's a tall guy. He should be more commanding with things like that. He just looks like a complete twat. He just doesn't know what he's doing.
1: Maybe, maybe he's, he's so high up that he's just blinded by the light, the sun or something.
2: Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> it's just... Oh, it, it's it's comedy. It really is. Um, and the second goal, the, the Barnes one again, just giving the ball away, inviting the pressure. Defence is all over the place. I don't know what they're doing. They're all separated. Nobody knows who's got who. Vestergaard, again, is not marking. He's switched off. The ball is a fantastic cross, by the way. Uh, brilliant. Just straight over, and it's just on his own. One touch, bang. 2-0, and that's it. Game over. I
1: think it wasn't his best day.
2: No. No, I was going to talk to you guys about Angers going after the game. Um, and then we made some wholesale change. I think Oberfemi came on for Ings just before the second goal. Bouffail comes on for Adams... And Hoyberg, I believe, comes on for Stevens. So a complete reshuffle there. Yeah. Um. And it doesn't help because we let another goal in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's
1: still kind of tinkering with uh, formations. I mean, yeah, this four-two-two-two that he wants to play. Um. I, I don't think I've ever seen it work. Mm. And we were so desperate. Um, two goals down. But, I mean, I suppose that they had to try it at least But, yeah, Buffo and um, Oberfemi Again, not really much effect on the match at all
2: No one did, did they really, to be honest um, And the third one, yeah, another long long ball Vestergaard heads it down Bertrand is just, you know, robbed off the ball Something that they challenged Because they thought it was a free kick Frank Goodmanson just nipped the ball away Nothing wrong with it for me and then, you know, Gunn should have done better than that. He should have stopped that. Or at least, you know, made, a, made an effort for that. Um, and then, you know, things got worse, because then Hoiberg, what the, what was he doing? Slips that ball back to, to Gunn, Barnes nips in and could have had a hat-trick.
1: Yeah, I oh, you could see that kind of in slow motion happen. You're like, oh.
2: Yeah, <laughs> just Hoiberg back to his, his, like, antics from a couple of years ago, just always looking back to pass, it's, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, you'd think that Hasner would have beaten that out of Yeah, and he did, uh, you know, largely he does, he's, you know, probably our best central midfielder, but he just got that mistake in him. Like um, this, uh, are these
1: just teething problems, do you think,
0: or...?
2: Yeah, uh, something I need to ask you, we need to ask you, Tim, do, do you think it's anything to worry about?
0: A little bit, because I don't know if this is like the inverse law of, uh, of pre-seasons, where quite often a team will have a fantastic pre-season and then start really poorly, and then vice versa, or they'll have a really bad mm. pre-season and everything's fine when the uh, real action kicks off. But I think that's what's created such a, you know, sense of deflation and, and the unusual meltdown or bedwetters or whatever you want to call people, because there's so much hype about the Ralph, you know, the Ralph Express is, is about to leave the station and everyone's really pumped up and all these videos and to be fair like you know with, with good reasons like the Bufo goal I think it was, it was against Feyenoord and one of the preseason was really good and yeah, yeah. uh, two goals against Cologne so, yeah, so you know lots to be excited about and I'd say like a good solid seven, eight out of ten um, transfer window as well so I think all of that created a lot of expectation and also the fact that like you said, were saying with with it's now Hasenhutl bringing in his own uh, his own signings and, and having his his own first real uh, you know go at the, the team with with the full preseason. So I think that is what's quite worrying. That all of that positivity going into it kind of evaporated within what seventy minutes. Yep, I, You know, really yeah, really really quite worrying. And and as as Kev was saying, all the still not knowing your best
2: lineup and the best tactics and tinkering with the formation.
0: Yeah, I'm a bit bit worried about
2: OK, so with that, going, I mean, if we look at Liverpool next week, how, what do you change? Do you take well, Bestergaard take out? Do you take Dunn out?
0: They take Stevens out for a start. Yeah, get rid of Jeff fucking Stevens.
2: <laughs> Mm-hm. I don't know
0: why Yoshida wasn't starting.
2: No. No, a lot of people have questioned that. Yeah. But, I mean, would you tinker with the formation? Would you just play flat uh, flat back four?
0: It's difficult. Because used to, he does really seem to like uh, Bertrand and um,
2: Valerie Bally
0: playing those wing back roles and against Liverpool could we are we going to need the extra man in defence I don't know
2: yeah we should probably just play a flat back seven <laughs> yeah yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> <of> the
1: bus
2: <laughs>
1: yeah if, if we do what we did last season I thought, we could be fine and definitely put yeah. Shane Bowen mm. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but Kev are you, um, are you panicking at the moment or are you just like you know, well, start I mean, just get over it, guys. We're in a relegation struggle already. <laughs> Don't say that. Oh
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, we're lingering at the bottom of the table with the dress. Um No, of course it's, too, it's way too early um, to to make any judgment. But at the same time, you're thinking um,
2: if you can't beat Burnley, well, not, not if you can't beat—if you get spanked by Burnley, then where's the optimism? Where's that gone? And I think it's going to be a similar season.
1: I mean it could just be that the pre-season lull us Into a false sense of security I'm
2: not even talking and about pre-season I don't even Yeah I'm not even It's just this game In general It's just No but I mean
1: In terms of the um, Just the, the kind of psychological mm. Momentum And The morale within the team Maybe they're on the same high That the fans are And this has brought them Down back to earth And uh, They just need to go back Into training Work hard And um, yeah, Try and learn from the lessons um, if, if we get anything against Liverpool then we, we can already start talking about um, having over
2: mm, yeah but I see what you're saying Yeah,
1: I think after the fight in the match then we can um, yeah, start looking at what the team really looks like Sure. I think the
0: big problem is the manner of the defeat because like, let's say Burnley had brought in some wonder signing and, and, and they'd scored three Amazing goals. Then you'd think, well, wow, that's an absolute a fluke. But what's happened is it's been the same problems we've had in the past, which is you know really simple defensive mistakes, ball watching, like you said, yep. players not knowing their position. I think that's the worrying thing is the way, the, the, yeah, the way in which we we conceded, and it's, it's the problems that you would have hoped they would have just worked on relentlessly over the summer, just coming straight back <laughs> up again and letting our nemesis, Ashley
1: Barnes, nearly score a hat trick.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, do you think the 3-0 flatters them? Because, like you yeah. said, the first half, it was fairly close, and we probably, a lot of people have said that we had the better for the first half, but to lose 3-0, it doesn't really do it justice, I don't think. From And they were just free errors, and that's it, you're punished.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it does, I think, you know, he took... Asked any neutral, before the game, they would probably have said a, a 0-0 or a 1-1. I don't think many people have gone for a 3-0 Burnley win. Yeah, not even the Burnley fans. No. No, exactly.
2: No, exactly. Um, but, coming back to Vestergaard, I don't want to be too negative about him, but he was just flat-out poor. Um, and he's... I don't know, because we started to believe in him towards the end of last season. We thought maybe he is going to be the player that we need him to be. But he seems to have a very good game, or a terrible game. And his mobility is a huge issue, which we knew anyway. But he's in the spotlight more because of yesterday. So does he play? I mean, if he's playing with Bednarik, Yoshida, Stevens, or Danso, you know, are they going to become really like, skittish around him? What, what do we do with it?
0: Yeah, it has been the eternal centre back paradox, isn't it, for us? In that, ever since Fonte left, it's always been the person that played with him always sort of fed off his confidence, and then obviously then Van Dijk came in and was, sort of took it to another level. But yeah, is it the case that because you've got other players around him like Jack Stevens making mistakes, slipping over, to just sort of feed off each other's like incompetence, and it's sort of a bit Keystone Cops going on? Yeah. Would. Someone like bringing your feet up with that little bit more experience, leadership, maybe get him back on a on a more of a you know even queue, I don't know.
2: I think so. I mean, that, yeah.
1: yeah, we can probably take Narek's nailed on in that defence.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: anyway, um, I agree. But yeah. yeah, I'd put Vestergaard um, along with um, Bednarik and obviously, yeah, you know, um, Yoshida the more experienced soccer
2: Very good point, yeah Um, Another thing that I want to talk about Is the, in the Cologne game We played Adams down the right And Ings in the centre Yesterday, they kind of switched it up And that didn't seem to work But, I mean, I don't really know If they swapped, you know, in-game There's always an option to do that, of course But, I think it's Cologne It's it's Burnley, it's different It's pre-season, it's Premier League But, I think Adams plays a lot better down the right, or down the left, and leaving's, yeah. li- leaving's more central.
1: I mean, you could even play things behind Redmond and Adams. Um, we've seen that he's a very versatile player, um, and Redmond too. So, I mean, yeah, we, we can switch, switch up that attack and um, yeah, see which, which combination works best.
2: I don't think it worked yesterday. I mean, you look at it yeah, on yeah. paper, looking at that free. I thought, yeah, that's great. That's great. I, I like that. Ings, Adams, and Redmond. I thought that's going to cause so many problems with the pace, that you know, and the trickery that Redmond's got. That's going to, yeah, we're going to cause a lot of problems for a lot of teams. But it didn't seem to work.
0: No, I think the problem as well is Burnley are uniquely sort of free to shoot all, and then you're bringing on Oberfamie and Bufal, who are kind of quite small as well. So you basically have our. We, we've got very little height in, in the in the team, sort of attacking wise. Yeah. Um, and you need to be in a Man City or, or, or a short team, but they're so good they can just pass around anyone, and we're not at that level. No. So there isn't really any way through for us.
2: Um, question, Tim: Is Angus Gunn mm. is his place in trouble?
0: Oh, good question. I mean, better be careful we say apparently if you criticise on Twitter, his dad will get angry and start, you know, <laughs> getting the rolling pin out and uh, yeah. going <laughs> in the direction. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's a great, he had that fantastic game against Chelsea, seemed to have been given the number one spot, very disappointing last game of the season, which I was at against Huddersfield, really bizarre error there, Yeah. and then, yeah, I think yesterday did look a bit shaky again.
2: I mean, he does do, uh, I think the the great that he does outweighs the bad, but when he does the I mean, it's easy to say when you're a goalkeeper, you make a mistake as a goal, but... I just I don't think McCarthy makes as many mistakes, and let's 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 be honest. McCarthy did nothing wrong for me. I don't think McCarthy deserved to be dropped the way he did. And all, I mean, l- middle of last season, Kev, we were suggesting that I mean there was a opinion that we thought maybe he was going to go backwards and forwards on his goalkeepers and keep it fresh. But mm-hmm. it looks like he's he's favoured Gun.
0: Yeah, well, I don't understand why McCarthy was dropped. Was it just literally because? We paid quite a lot of money during this
2: time. quid for Yeah, they spent yeah. a lot of money. They feel like, they, like he's the future. Big investment in the future, yeah. Mm. But I'm just questioning yeah. whether whether Gunn starts against Liverpool. Again, it's going to be harsh to drop him for just that one game.
1: Yeah, either going to break his confidence right at the beginning of the season.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's, um, a t- it's a difficult balance.
0: Uh,
1: if you had some sort of, you know, agrees uh, that you know we'd rotate between Gunn and McCarthy, um, if they're both fit, then you know it, it would it would be fine. But uh, yeah, if McCarthy starts, then it's going to look like he's just dropped Gunn off the back of that one defeat.
2: And maybe Brian Gunn will get really really angry. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>
1: right.
2: Okay, so much. man of the match, Tim. <laughs> Good luck. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, mean
0: like, I thought you were saying that Tim Tim was the man.
2: In <laughs> no, <but I'm
0: laughs> just for, for making the effort to tune in. I mean, I think um, I think I tweeted at the time with a silly Simpsons gif with the uh, judges all holding up zero which maybe <laughs> we but, um, Yeah, um, Nathan Redmond, I suppose, because Kev said like showed more attacking intent, and uh, from the from the from the notes I made, he had one. One good chance. No one else really did. So, yeah, making Redmond probably got get a four, five out of ten at best. and Everyone else would have been under fives. Yeah,
2: I'd go along. I mean, I, I've i got two players written down. I've got... I mean, usually when we get beat, it, usually somehow it just ends up with, with Redmond because he's the one that can, you know, bring us back. But I've got Valerie written down also because of the crosses that he put in. He put a couple of decent crosses in I say Che Adams one at the start of the game yeah, that could have put us one had up had a chance yeah but and like I say Redmond's always the the, the spark that we look to so uh, between those two for me Valerie or Redmond I don't think Ings did enough for me
1: no no yeah, I, I Adams didn't look awful but um, yeah Redmond's the only player that looked anything but bad
2: ok so on to Liverpool next <laughs> home openers don't come much harder than this um European champions and all that. But wow, where do we start with Liverpool? (laughs) I mean, they just
0: picked up where they sort of left off last season, didn't they? They blew away Norwich in the first half, didn't really need to do much in the second. Uh, Yeah, Firmino is looking great. The defence, Imperius, Alexander Arnold, and uh, Robertson getting forward are so dangerous.
2: Yeah, brilliant. I mean,
0: there's just no. They're a bit like City, really. There's just no, no weak position now. They've really strengthened their goalkeeper in the defence. Uh, yeah, it's a really, really tough ask to get anything, I think, from the match.
2: Kev, Liverpool with you. <laughs> in terms of transfers, they didn't do anything, did they? But do they actually need to? It's a very difficult question, isn't it? I
1: mean, apart from the marquee signing, um, there's not really much they can add to, this to the squad with. Is
2: it? Yeah, well, I mean, um, we needs got
1: to got the be. goalkeeper they needed last season. Um, they've got three excellent um, attacking bastards, really. <laughs> and,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, for, for, for me, you no, know, Salah, Mane. I mean, if one of them gets injured, they've still got backup as well. So, uh, yeah, I do yeah, they're fine,
2: aren't they? Do you know what, though? I love writing off Liverpool, and I did kind of write them off just based on their... They had a lot of injuries in pre-season, and looking at their pre-season results, okay, apart from Tranmere, Bradford, they they lost to Dortmund, lost to Sevilla, got a draw with Sporting, got hammered by Napoli, and then they lost to Man City in the Community Shield. I know that was on penalties. And
1: I thought... I watched that,
2: yeah. <laughs> I thought, you know what, they're not going to be as, as... It's not going to be as close as it was last season. I think... You know, Spurs might push them a little bit for second place, uh, but I mean, I was watched. I watched the Norwich game. Wow, well, I watched the first like first half of it, and when it was three now, I started feeling slightly nauseous, so I turned it off. Um, but yeah, I can. In fairness to Norwich, they kind of went for it, didn't they? I mean, you don't get a lot of teams that have just come up from the Championship playing a you know a massive team like Liverpool. And they actually tried to go for it. They didn't sit back. They didn't park the bus. They went for it, and they got punished for it. So I guess, you know, what's our strategy? <laughs> do we just like learn from that and think, okay, let's just park the bus?
0: Yeah, I read the Norwich created fourteen uh, chances, which is pretty impressive. And I think yeah. you're right. We do the same thing as we did in April. Really take the game to them. I mean, there's two things uh, that might very slightly work in our in our favour. One is that they've got the Super Cup on. Wednesday again. Yeah, Wednesday,
2: Chelsea.
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how seriously they'll take that, probably quite seriously, because um, they want to win everything. And, and it's Chelsea, yeah. And it's Chelsea, and they hate Chelsea. And then also, you know, not not to wish an injury upon anyone, but Alisson is out looking like it's mm-hmm. going to be quite a long time. And Adrian is a very good uh, backup keeper, in fact, probably be first-choice keeper most teams in the lower half of the premiership. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's not as good, obviously he's not the world class uh people that ask him, so he might be easier to, and he did uh he did concede the goal, didn't he?
2: Yep.
0: Yeah. The weekend. So there's, there's t- two small glimmers of hope for us there. Mm,
2: yeah, Wednesday, Saturday, it's um it's a three o'clock kickoff off on Saturday, isn't it? So it's not an early one. Yeah. Um I don't think. So is that is that, that
1: in injury serious to Yeah, he's gonna be know. out for a while. I yeah. well,
2: have you got him in your fantasy football team, Kev? Oh uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I that. <forgot>. That no, no. <laughs> uh, you right to pick a Liverpool player, doesn't it? Right. <coughs> yeah, curse. yeah. I don't think that. I don't. I, I I do think they will take the Super Cup seriously, and I don't mm. think it's going to affect them and their preparation for Saturday. They've got a big enough squad. I mean, they've got two squads that can that can beat Saints fairly easy. So yeah, I'm. I don't. I don't think that's going to be. An issue, and they say, like you say, Adrian's is good enough to play, be playing in any Premier League side, so got a great backup there.
0: Well, he's in Istanbul, though, which is a bit of a trek for that four hour
2: return flight. Is it I didn't even know that. It's in Istanbul, All right Yeah, okay.
0: Vodafone Stadium,
2: Vodafone Park. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, yeah, maybe a glimmer of hope.
1: <laughs> we said that about Burnley and their trip to Istanbul last so.
2: That is true. That is true, that is true, yeah. But we didn't lose. Mm. <laughs> um, right, OK. Predictions. I'm going to ask the guests first. So, Tim, fire away.
0: Uh, i we're going to score because we're at home. Um, we did last time, and we, God, I don't think we can be as, as bad as Saturday. But they're going to win, so I think I'm going to say 3-1 to Liverpool, I'm afraid. 3-1
2: to Liverpool. Okay, Kevin, in in terms of our little battle, I went first last week, so you go first this week.
1: Okay, so uh, I think that even if they do put out a slightly weakened side, they are going to be too much for us still. Um, I think we might have a glimmer of hope, and um, just like the last time we met them, I think
2: it's going to be 2-1 to Liverpool. 2-1 to Liverpool, OK. I'm going <laughs> to... I had a different score written down. I think before the Burnley game, I thought Saints going to give them a get and I had 2-1 written down, 2-1 Liverpool. But after yeah. watching the Burnley game, seeing how easy it is, we can concede. I don't know if Dancer is going to make his, his debut. Even if he does, I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. I'm just... I've lost a lot. I mean, I can't see us scoring at all. I can't see it. So I'm going to have to go with 3-0 again.
1: 3-0. 3-0. Wow.
2: 3-0 Liverpool. I did have 2-1, but I've changed my mind. It's going to be 3-0. I can't see our scoring.
0: Is that because you think uh, their defence is just so good or because you think oh, we won't have the confidence or we'll be able to create the opportunity?
2: The, yeah, the latter, definitely. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: and if we do
1: try and park the bus, that means that there's going to be more ball time for Jack fucking Stevens. Well,
2: I, I don't, yeah, I don't think Haston Hill will ever say park the bus against anyone. I don't mean that's <laughs> his style, but no. even against Liverpool, I just, especially at home, but uh, yeah, I just don't think we're, Yeah, the confidence is low. I think they're going to play this game out, see how it goes, and then you know, their season will start against Brighton. But by yeah. then, we'll be bottom of the league. Because we're going to lose two two games, (laughs) three-nil. We're going to be minus six goal difference, no points, and that's it. No goals. Yeah.
1: You make it sound so bleak, and it's only two games in.
2: Yeah, but this this is what I do, Kev. I'm not the most... um, I am pretty pessimistic, you know that. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm sorry, but that's the way I see it.
1: I'll be the opposite. It'll be
2: fine. (laughs) Yeah, good. Balance out.
1: (laughs) Right, Okay. So, Tim, are you ready to take on, uh, in that number, Matt LaQuiz? Yes. Okay, so, the first question. Name the year. Cameron Jones left to go to Sunderland. George Burley was replaced by Nigel Pearson as manager. Stern John was our top scorer with 19 goals, and we finished 20th in the championship. Name that season. Ooh.
0: No Googling now. (laughs) no, no. Uh oh, two
2: thousand and seven. Are you saying two thousand seven and eight, or are you saying
0: two
2: thousand six seven? Two thousand six seven. Ah, oh. seven eight. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Do you think we should let him have that? Because it was two thousand seven. I don't know. They all happened over that year. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But we did no say well, yeah.
2: Merciful. Yeah, we'll let you have that one.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, um, we'll give you the benefit
2: of that. Cool. Okay, so Kev, you keeping a tally again? Yeah. One. <laughs> right. Okay. To get my one. <laughs> Question number two. James B T made his debut in 1998, but what was his first shirt number? Was it nine, ten, or sixteen? Nine. No, it was sixteen. Oh.
0: See, I wouldn't have guessed that I was going to go for 9 or 10. Okay, that's
1: a a question, a bit fresher in the memory. Last season, how many goals did Nathan
0: Redmond score in all competitions?
2: Did anyone get in
0: double figures? I don't think they did. Oh, maybe they did. Did you say in all competitions, not just Premier League?
2: Yeah, all competitions.
0: competitions. I think he got uh, 11. It was 9. Oh, I was going to say nine.
2: <laughs> I'd, I'd nine. I thought he scored nine in the Premier League, and then he got two. In the I Cup. think he got seven in the
0: Premier League and nine in
2: okay. the FA Cup. Not, I no, know. I don't nine. They got two in the FA Cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just that natural. Um <laughs> Right. Um, player link. I'm going to name the clubs, and you're going to name me the player. Beershot, Celtic, Southampton, Tottenham. Would you like me to read those again? Yeah shot Celtic, Southampton, Tottenham. Wanyama? Correct.
1: Yeah. That's two. Okay, now for the who am I. So Thank your you. first chance for three points, and you've only got one chance of Hampton. I was born in Macclesfield in 1981, but I spent the first three years of my life in Singapore.
0: Who am I? Yes, I need need to guess now to to beat Matt, but I think think I'm going to have to go for the the draw with him at best and have the second clue.
2: Okay, that's wise. Okay, clue number two for two points. Played his youth football for Brentford Centre of Excellence in 1991. He turned down contracts from Chelsea and Millwall and instead chose QPR in 1994 before moving to Tottenham. Tottenham offered him his first professional contract.
0: Mm. No, I'm going to need another one.
2: Yeah, okay.
1: Okay, so he had spells at QPR, Portsmouth, and Aston Villa before signing for Saints in 2004, becoming the top scorer and player of the year for 2004-2005. When Saints were relegated he to Liverpool for $7 million. Oh, it's it's Crouchy.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Crouchy for a point. So that yeah. was... Is that four? Three. That oh, was three, sorry. That's all right. That's a good effort. Not bad, not bad. I thought that one was tough. The, the Who Am I was, was a tough one, because I don't think... I mean, there's, I don't think a lot of people would have got that one. I didn't realise that he spent his first three years in Singapore. Yeah, Singapore really threw in. Yeah. But I had a few people in mind at first, and then I was like, no, no. Who were you, you thinking? Because it' like 1981...
0: Yeah, so people like Lee Barnard maybe.
2: Yeah, I and mean, then Lambert know. was around that. Lambert, well, oh yeah. I, I was thinking, how close is uh, Macclesfield to Liverpool? Yeah, that's the thing. Oh, that's it, it, it does, it does, it does throw people a little bit. Okay, right. So we're gonna move into the extra time segment. Um, got a couple of questions for you, Tim. Yeah, the usual. So, would you rather wear a Pompey shirt for five years or sleep in a haunted house for ten?
0: Yeah, so definitely the Pompey shirt. And I know that I shouldn't say that with such kind of conviction as a, as a Saints fan of, of, of 27 years as I mentioned, but I am pretty scared of haunted houses. And the reason <laughs> for this is because Madame Tussauds, uh, the famous to- tourist waxwork rip-off uh, machine, uh, back when I was a very young child, uh, my grandparents took me there, and in their Chamber of Horrors they were running a competition which was if you could sleep for a night in the Chamber of Horrors, you would win, I think, a grand or something. And um, it just terrified me so much, this idea, uh, as a child, But I've just never, ever wanted to be in a haunted house. Because I know they just spend the entire night devising, like, props, and they'd have actors in costumes and, like, work, you know, Jack the Ripper coming at you. And so that, that, that's very fixed in my head.
2: Yeah, exactly. This is all the stuff that you'd have to deal with, whether you believe in ghosts or not. Yeah. There is something that will scare you in yeah. in this haunted house, but that's why I would take the Pompey shirt as well. So I think you are the only person that has said that. Just me and you, Tim. <laughs> I'm, glad right. I'm glad I've got somebody. Right.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and our other regular question: Would you rather be twice the height of Peter Crouch or half the height of Lalo Messi?
0: So definitely twice the height of Peter Crouch, because yes. Um, so this is my this is my I really like this feature, and I thought about it quite a lot, and my. R- rationale is I go to a lot of gigs, uh, as I was just saying, the Iron Maiden walk, I have you know, <laughs> uh, everyone stood up, um, which is fine because when it's seats, it's obviously like tiered so you can see, but a lot of the gigs I go to uh, are all, all standing, and I swear, I mean, I'm a tall guy, right? I'm six foot two, I swear the average height of a gig goer is about a, a Peter grouch, right? is about <laughs> six foot seven, so I can't mm-hmm. And it's even worse than with, um, with Anne. She can't see anything. She can just see the back of some guy's, like, legs. So, <laughs> and then you get people on other people's shoulders. So if if you were two Peter Crouches, you could still see over the top of the people sitting on other people's shoulders. And it'd be brilliant.
2: Yeah, exactly. I would, yeah, there's so many better things that you could do being that high. I, I mean, you know, you've gone exactly the same as me, Tim. So thank you. Sorry, Kev. All right.
1: Well, yeah, good luck finding a house.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, my flat is a—it's an old Victorian uh, conversion from the eighteen nineties. The ceilings about four me about three and a half four meters. So I can't change the light bulbs without standing on a step ladder. So again, if I was t- t-
2: two-piece crouch I could just change the lights. See that the pros just keep on coming, Kev.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this guy's for us in how many uses we can think for um, being <laughs> for, being all, for yeah. two. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, right, okay, so we're going to go into our prediction. Not a lot to talk about because me and Kev wrongly, I mean, we predicted Saints and Burnley would draw. How stupid were we? So yeah, no points on that front. Yeah, super six. Uh, week one winner was Ben Wyatt. He scored 11 points. 11 points on week one. That was amazing. Uh, and the week two winner was Freddie from the Ugly Inside. Scored nine. Um, which means the overall leader is Ben Wyatt on 15 points. So, yeah, well done, mm-hmm. Ben. Uh, fantasy football. Right, Kev, I know you're on your travels and stuff like that. I, I, mean, I I'm not... Have you, have you checked, my yeah, have my you, have you checked your, your abysmal team? Um...
1: I've looked at the league, and Tim, where I am, um, yeah, I am joint bottom, <laughs> and um, uh, I'm 33 points, um, and Tim is one point ahead of me.
2: Yeah, me and Tim were discussing this before before we come on, and he said he had a bit of a shocker. Um, have you? I know, Kev, you haven't even got any players playing today, have you? Um... I don't Chelsea So you've got, you've got Man United Chelsea You've got Arsenal Newcastle, Newcastle And you've got Leicester and Wolves today Jeez. Yeah. And you've got A cropped Goalkeeper I mean, And you Decided to Start Danny Ings up front And leave Billy Sharp On the bench <laughs> 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 oh, Sorry mate um, Tim how's your, how's your team Looking Have you got Anyone in yeah. There today uh, I've got,
0: I've got um, Telemans who actually was my final uh, team name was like oh, yeah. Oh, team, 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 yeah. Cat Stevens reference, but um, yeah, he's not done anything so far, and then Bolly is on the bench, but he will probably come in because Bernardo Silva didn't play, and he's my first reserve. But those two will cancel each other out. Basically, I'm also pleading uh, travel ignorance and not doing my research. Uh, a lot of people are saying Manny. Wood was never going to start, you idiot, because he just come back from the AFCON, and obviously he went a lot further with Senegal and Salah did. Um, yeah, so basically poor choice still around. Also, because I don't know if you guys listen to um, six, BBC 606, uh, Alistair Bruce Ball and Chris Sutton are doing their little fantasy football head-to-head, and Alistair Bruce Ball, ADB as they call him, he was saying, oh yeah, Ben Foster in goal will be a great choice, Watford will keep loads of clean sheets. Brighton. <laughs> so terrible advice there, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, oh. I, have a, I have a team name um, uh, uh, point of contention here. There are two teams called Lord of the Ings in the league. Oh. So I think, I think one of them's going to have to change to something else.
2: Oh, I don't know. Who didn't say it. I was Lord of the Ings last year. Maybe someone stole it well, from yeah. me. I changed it this year, so I'm um, Fifty Shades of Chey um, this year. So That's yeah. <laughs> very good. Uh, and nobody's that. So, yeah, I don't know. Is there two Lord of the Ings? Maybe I'll have to contact yeah. them and say, yeah, change your name.
1: Oh. I, was, I was, I mean...
2: Uh, Someone else has taken an Alpha Romeo. Yeah, that was Freddy, I think, wasn't Alpha, it? Alpha yeah. Romeo did it. I think so.
0: You've gone for Ralph Romeo, though, can't Yeah, you yeah. went
2: yeah. Ralph. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll let him have that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, um,
1: and yeah, Mark's taken uh, a comment on my previous podcast Dynamo of Massachusetts.
2: Oh, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> but anyway, my team. Uh, I've still got. I, don't, I can't remember which Leicester player I, I have. That's embarrassing. Um, I've still got two United players and two Chelsea players to play. And I'm on 41 as it stands, so it could be a lot better. Oh, So, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy. I'm happy with that first week. But I was annoyed that Aguero didn't start. And then, as I was watching Match of the Day, I didn't because I didn't know the score until I was watching Match of the Day on the um. The oh, he missed that penalty. Ma- he missed the penalty, and I thought, oh, Christ's <laughs> sake! <mate>, he didn't <laughs> start. Okay. He missed the penalty, and I thought, Oh, this is this is going to be awful. <laughs> but then, um, VAR saved me. So, and then he tucked in the rebound. So, yeah, I've got I've got Rashford to come and score a hat trick today. That'd be nice. Um, and I've got Wamba Saka. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've got some. I've got some points to be had today but who won this week do you know
1: the top of the league at the moment is Jack Hobby's Smoking Gun
2: how many points did he score 94 Ninety-four. that's incredible I do think that he used his triple captain on, on Sterling though. is that right oh,
1: yeah um, get that out straight away that's paid off isn't yeah very very good We've yeah, got a bumper league this season as well so yeah, the competition's very hot
2: yeah but I'm, I'm only interested in beating you Kev so
1: <laughs> ok yeah I think You've made a very good start on that.
2: It doesn't take much,
0: though, does it? Uh,
1: Greg, Greg Kaplan, um, the hockey guy. Oh, it's Greg. We had him yeah. on the show, didn't we? Yeah. Ninety-one points in seconds. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't
2: spoke to him since. So. Um,
1: we've got some very good team names as well. Um,
0: uh, <laughs> I did see
2: one that I was looking through the league the other day, and I just could not stop laughing. There's someone called, um, you know, you remember Carlos Puyol as someone has yeah. called their team Poo old Pants Down. <laughs> <laughs> that is just incredible. Sorry, that, I can't remember who it was, but yeah, brilliant. It did make me laugh. I have to give a shout-out my
0: favourite one I've seen uh, from last season in a uh, work league, actually, was Marwan for Late Me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's some really, really good ones out there.
1: We've got um, Absolutely Fabregas.
2: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Um uh, trade dream believers. That's Lucy Highland. Yeah, team.
2: that's a good one. He's around
1: multiple scores.
2: Yeah, there's some good yeah. ones in there. Right. Um, Russian phrase, Keb. Have you prepared a Russian phrase?
1: I, I've. I mean,
2: how we can we do a one word or one phrase review of, uh, of
1: yesterday's match?
2: Okay. So is there is there a Russian phrase stack of shit or something like that?
1: <laughs> ah. Okay. Okay. How about this?
2: Pull noya gavno. gavno. Pull
1: gavno.
2: Yeah. <laughs> is noya like the keeper. Yeah. Pull Yeah, that's like pile of shit. <laughs> is that? What it mean? It just, is it? Gen- it just means pile of shit.
1: It literally means um, full shit. <laughs> full of full of shit. Yeah.
2: That's brilliant. I'm going to use that in in my life, just not for saints. I'm going to do it everywhere. <laughs> 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 for that, I'm going to have to remember that one. Right. Exactly. OK, so next week we have long-time season ticket holder, Barry Godwin, coming in to chat about Liverpool. Um, is there anything else you want to add, Kev, before, I, before we depart? Um, no. Uh, I've just that uh, despite
1: yesterday's horrific loss, uh, yeah, I'm glad to be back, and um, yeah, I look look forward to an exciting season uh, with, our, with our lovely new format.
2: Yeah, it's looking good. And actually, and do you know, I mean, the last week's episode was the highest that we've had, as in listeners. Oh, so, freaking. that was good. It might have been because of Matt, to be fair. But <laughs> Yeah, but and Saints thanks,
1: thanks are in the highest position that we've had as well. Yeah. But yeah, Tim, you've been a great guest. Yeah, nice thank you. On.
2: I really, really appreciate you coming on, especially because you've had, like, no time. You've just got off the plane. When you said that you were right, when I when I asked you to come on, you were... um. You were coming back from Canada that day. I was amazed that you said, "Yeah, yeah, I still do it." And I thought that, that you know, eh, brilliant. Thank you so much. And you would like literally just landed and just had something to me and then got on and talked to me and and Kev. So yeah, brilliant. Yeah, no, it's really fun. Sorry, I, I haven't been able to see the the goals. Um, that's that's
0: the only thing I wish I've been able to do. You got a
2: pretty good excuse, so don't worry.
0: <laughs> but yeah, as I said, I was, I was, I was listening to it and uh, it was pretty sounded pretty dire. <laughs> Whether you were listening, watching, reading the updates whichever way you want to cut the cake, it was a shit cake or a, or a gaff cake. <laughs> <laughs> hey.
2: gaff, yeah. So, yeah, thank you again for coming on. Had a good time.
0: Yeah, I should actually just add out just quickly as well on the the whole story of me supporting Saints. I uh, obviously owe a lot to my dad because basically he's from London, all my family are, but he moved to Southampton for university when he was 18 in 1976. Oh, so following Saints the year they won. Good time, Hunter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Hunter. Yeah, he's <laughs> <Exactly, yeah. laughs> <Glory Hunter, yeah. laughs> been a fan for yeah forty-three years. Wow. Good. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well. Well done, Daddy Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Right. Thanks, Tim. No problem. Good chat to you guys. Yeah. You too. Good luck with fantasy football. And you, you're going to need it, Madisop.
0: Well, Alexa, I am. Yeah. Need it. Well, until next week. Enjoy the rest of your weekends. Looking forward to listening to a bit. Cheers, Tim. Up the signs. up Up the signs. Up the signs. Sports social podcast network.
1: Step into the world of power loyalty.